0: Welcome to WDW for Families, the original family-friendly trip planning podcast, helping you plan your Disney vacation for over five years.
1: All right, welcome to WDW for Families, and we're ready for another podcast. Maybe this one won't be so argumentative this week. Maybe it'll be just a fun, laid-back, breakfast-y type Sunday morning, waking up late, actually Saturday morning, waking up late and uh, getting you a big breakfast and enjoying that. We're going to talk about table service breakfast, and we were trying to figure out how to say breakfast plurally. I don't even know if that's a word either. Using breakfast as a plural, breakfast is, breakfasties, I don't know, whatever. We're going to say what our favorite table service breakfast is, and we've got the whole team back with us this week. All the way from Alabama, we've got Rusty. Rusty. (laughs) And I'm here. (laughs) Rusty with the slowest response time ever. I have (laughs) two microphones,
2: so yes, I'm sitting there going like, okay, this microphone's
1: on, but the other microphone's off, I'm on here. Well, I went in a different order, so that threw you off. I'm gonna keep up that trend and go to Mark next. Mark is here. Hello. Yep. All right. Man of many words. Now we'll go down to Randy.
0: Randy here, ready for breakfast.
1: All right. And Stephanie is here. Hey, friends. And Charity. I'm here, too. All right. So this is fun. And, I've you know, when people ask me about our podcast, I always tell them it's like six friends just sitting around a dinner table or a breakfast table talking about Disney. And I can imagine us going to... One of these restaurants and just having breakfast and arguing about who had the best draft, I think that'd be a lot of fun. And so we're going to all talk about our favorite breakfast experiences on Disney property today. But today we're limiting it, limiting it to, I'm having a hard time talking tonight, limiting it to table service meals. All right. So we're going to start with our traditional starter. Our number one starter out out of the gate is always Charity. Charity, are you ready for to tell us what your favorite table service restaurant breakfast is?
3: I am. My uh, my favorite restaurant is um, not surprisingly located at my favorite resort.
1: So, Animal Kingdom. No.
4: <laughs>
3: I have fallen in love with the Riviera, and um, having eaten at Topolino's a number of times now since um, since we first visited love Topolinos and their character breakfast is amazing. Uh, we had a wonderful meal. The food is delicious. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you can't beat it. It's so, so good. And the view is amazing and the character greetings. It's super fun. So that's, that's my pick. I, I don't think you can beat it.
1: Okay, so what style of food is there at Topolino's, Charity?
3: Um, Pretty typical food. I had uh, like a mushroom omelet, but of course it was like fancy, fancy mushroom omelet with all these fancy mushrooms inside. Um, But they do have, you know, they do have your typical waffles and eggs and things. They're just, uh, they're just all made a little more fancy. Yeah.
1: How hard is it to acquire that reservation, you think? What, what, is the, what has that been like so far?
3: It has been uh, more difficult to get a reservation, um, especially because there are more limited numbers of character breakfasts right now. Um, but if you keep looking out, especially within that week before, Even, you know, the night before, if you keep an eye out, uh, you should be able to get a reservation for, you know, for breakfast, just waiting for somebody to cancel out. Um, That's really your best bet. Unless, you know, if if you're staying on property for a week and you plan it for the very end of your stay, you might be able to get it when, um, you know, when your first times come up. But, um, but otherwise I say, just keep trying and you'll, you'll eventually get it.
0: Charity, I have a question. Mm -hmm. If I have a reservation for breakfast somewhere and it's the night before and I get a, you know, a a Topolino's opens up, uh, you know, whatever. So something I really want opens up can I cancel the breakfast that I have reserved because it's less than 24 hours? Do I, is it a strict 24 hours? Can I, how does that work?
3: Very good question, Randy. So it's not a strict 24 hours. It's usually about midnight the night before Uh, that's when the system will stop letting you cancel without calling in. Um, You should also be able to, for example, if you, have maybe a, a dinner time for Topolino's and you're hoping for breakfast, hoping for breakfast, um, you would be able to modify it to a breakfast time if the breakfast opens too. So that's another great option.
0: Got it. Thanks. Um, if it's okay, I'll go ahead and share my uh, favorite um, breakfast restaurant. And that is Boma over at Animal Kingdom Lodge. It is like an award-winning uh excellent breakfast i will say the breakfast is difficult because there's only some way many ways you can make break, bacon and eggs and toast like like you know a, a lot of the breakfast ends up uh, looking the same at a lot of the restaurants but i think you you get all of that um at boma but you also get the african inspired Uh, Babodi or babuti, I'm not sure how you say it, but the little casserole, egg casserole dish that they make there that has some African spices in it. I really like that. They get the African pastries. Uh, If you're into coffee, you can have the Kenyan coffee there. Um, So it is like award winning. A lot of, you know, magazines and websites and such have mentioned it's one of the best. I think it is one of the best. It isn't the cheapest, uh, but it is a great place. For breakfast so i'm gonna put that as my top choice uh anybody second that opinion
3: randy i am gonna ask though if you have a table full of picky eaters is it a plate is it a good place to go
0: i think it is you can still get your bacon you can still get your eggs you can still get your kids pancakes you can still get your mickey waffles you can still get the, the core breakfast foods i think you can still make that happen Do you agree? Disagree?
3: I agree. I think you'd probably have a better shot uh, finding a breakfast that you'd like if you're a picky eater than, uh, let's say, a dinner.
0: Yes, I agree. You might be stuck with the the kids' portion of the buffet if you're a picky eater, eater for dinner.
1: I would really like to hear what Stephanie thinks about BOMA because I know she is a big BOMA advocate as well.
5: Yeah, I I love it. I love the variety. I feel like you do have to be a little bit more of an adventurous eater um, in order to eat there. And I think also strategically, um, you have to plan sort of around your park day. For for me, I would plan it either on a non-park day or Animal Kingdom day um, because you're going to be so far from every other park, but you would be able to get quickly. From that Animal Kingdom Lodge over to Animal Kingdom Park. So I think um I love it. I, I'm very adventurous. I like to try new stuff and it gives you the the buffet where you can try so many different things. But I think you do have to plan with your park days. Yeah, I think I
1: th- go go ahead, Rusty. I'm sorry.
2: No, I was gonna say I think BOMA is one of those really well kept secrets in one way at Disney, and mainly because it's just hard to get there. And I think with the rise of Uber and Lyft that has really probably helped them out because I can't tell you how many times we canceled appointments just because we couldn't, we didn't get the time down. Right. And we knew, in, you know, years ago, you would have to just plan out if you didn't have your car there. Um, I mean, you had to allow yourself almost an hour or more to get over there uh, because it just was not an easy. You always had to go to the park and then go over to, to the area. So now that it's a lot easier to get to with Uber and Lyft, um, man, I can't say enough to get the things about Boma. It is a little, does have a different taste, uh, for the breakfast, but I, I do think it's probably the most unique on property and cause so many of the other ones all taste the same. It really is just a matter of which character do they have at the dinner or at the breakfast.
1: Yeah. And I'll mention this about it. If you're doing multiple days of breakfast, like, I don't know a lot of people aside from charity who are going to eat breakfast every day. But Boma is going to be the one that one of those that you're probably going to want to pick just because it gives you a variety and it gives you something that's different from some of the other breakfasts, because a lot of the breakfast, especially when they were doing the buffet styles, were, you know, they just really did taste the same to me. And so we're going to go into our next uh, candidate and that is going to be Mark. Mark, you're going to tell us where you want us to go for breakfast for a family.
4: Yes, I'm uh, thinking of a family. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, what's what's simple? Uh, it's your first meal. You know, the kids are waking up, don't want to blow the budget first thing in the morning. And it's kind of a sleeper pick because it's, it's in a resort. It's at Old Key West. It's Olivia's Cafe. Um, they have very traditional breakfast there. Uh, but they have a banana bread French toast that's that's really, really, really good. Um, I would say it rivals with uh, a toast that we'll probably talk about later in this podcast, but it, it's just a simple breakfast place, normal. Like, like I said, traditional flavors, traditional menu. Um, so if, you, if your kids are, are, you know, you don't want to try anything new or you want to know go somewhere you know is going to have good breakfast, Olivia's is pretty good. It's over at Key West, and it's just a nice atmosphere to have. Uh, the, the neat thing about there is they have pitchers, People had turned their pictures in and they posted them and frames on the walls. So when you go in, you see all these different families over the years from, I mean, some of them 20, 30, 40 years ago, pictures of different families in front of the castle and with characters and different things. So, and not only do you get some good food, you also have some, uh, some good theming in there um, also. And, oh, and they have a, uh, I like coffee, they have a, um, a French press coffee um, from Peru there that's really good a step above the, uh, I like Joffrey's, don't get me wrong, but just a, a step above the uh, the normal quick service coffee.
1: Would you, Mark, would you say, since it is at a resort and that that causes, you know, at, sometimes it's a headache to go from resort to resort, would you say that's a destination breakfast or is that more of a, hey, I'm at Old Key West, I might as well go there?
4: I would caution anyone try, trying to get there um, using Disney transportation, it, it will be a bit of a journey. Um, but on Saturday and Sunday, they do brunch, which actually extends till, uh, I think two in the afternoon. So you can go there for their brunch and still get breakfast items later in the day on the weekend. Um, so if it's a time thing and you're at, say you're at EBCOT or you are leaving EBCOT, you know, head on over, they'll let you into the resorts. If you have a, uh, if you have a food or dining reservation, that lets let you, you uh, into the resort. They have a parking lot. So you can, if you have your car, you can drive there. If you want to take a lift, they can take you there. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree though, Todd. I would caution people when making that reservation. Um, it is a little bit of a trip to get there. And Key West is a big resort that's kind of off in its little own little area. So it will be a, a little bit of a travel haul.
1: Okay, before we get to Randy's question, I will say that that maybe this would be a place where you would go if you're going out to downtown Disney or Disney Springs, maybe you could go to Disney Springs and then make it your breakfast destination. I don't know. Randy, what that's do you got to say?
0: Well that's what I was gonna say, Todd. I was gonna say sure. you know, I've been to Olivia for dinner, but not for breakfast. But I'll say that you could make it a Uh, You know, take an Uber, take a Lyft, something like that, over to Olivia's. It is at the front. It is a large resort, but it is at the front of the large resort, so you can get there very easily, very short walk. You could have your breakfast and then take a boat from Old Key West over to Downtown Disney, now called uh, Disney Springs, and then start your shopping. So, whereas you know, a lot of the stores may not open over there in Disney Springs till nine or ten o'clock, anyway. So you're not missing anything by going to Olivia's and having a nice breakfast. I've never done it, but uh, it sounds
4: like a great idea. Okay. You, you beat me. You beat me to my follow-up, Randy, comment about the boat. So well played.
1: All right. Well, anyone else have a question about Olivia's? I have not been there. As you all know, Old Key West is definitely on my bucket list. And so I can see Olivia's in my future. Let's go to rusty rusty you're going to give us your restaurant for us
2: i i joked in one way earlier but i, I really I'm, I'm not a big breakfast person I, i'm just not a huge one and so i do uh take oatmeal and granola bars with me because <laughs> one thing about oatmeal you can go down to the uh wherever you're staying at you can usually get hot water and just put it right in your oatmeal but if I'm going to go eat breakfast, uh, the place that I go to probably more than anywhere, because I'm just not a huge, I don't want to spend a lot of money on breakfast. As I go over to Epcot and I go to the French bakery uh, because it opens at nine o'clock. You've got a little bit of everything there. Uh, if you want something sweet, if you want a sandwich, you want a croissant, beignet, you know, you've got a little bit of everything, got coffee. And I like going in uh, the backside if I can. I, I usually go in through um, Beach Club if at off possible, but yeah, that's where my favorite breakfast place is on property and okay. I get a snack credit. I can use a snack credit to get something as well. So.
1: All right. Well, that's not a table service place though, Rusty, nope. which was, which is the podcast, but.
2: Yes. <laughs> but here's the reason why I say that. Cause I'll be honest with you. I would not go to any table service restaurant because I have a, I truly Randy might can understand this sooner. I, the idea of spending $35 on breakfast is appalling to me. I would just, I just cannot do that. I've eaten at some of the places for breakfast. And every time I eat there, whether I'm at Chef Mickey's or I'm at Tusker House, I've done Crystal Palace. Uh, I've done the um, 1900 Park Fair. And I always sit around and think to myself, that was the biggest waste of money I've ever used. And I normally don't think that Disney, because when I go into Disney, I don't. I know I'm going to waste, <laughs> I'm, I'm more than happy to open my wallet and tell Mickey, take whatever you want, but breakfast is just really, I'm not able to do that. So
0: Rusty, the, the, the tip here is uh, don't eat dinner the night before and then <laughs> do a, do a 10 30 breakfast. So it, 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 you know, and then stay kind of, you know, just stay a little longer, Yeah, t- take it a second round through the, through the buffet and uh, let it cover your lunch, too. That's how you get your money's yeah. worth.
1: <laughs> no, time out. Time, we have got to call a time out here. Rusty, you are the one who tells us the virtues of the Crystal Palace last dining reservation all the time. Being being alone on Main Street and getting your picture down there. Come on. You can't you can't it's go not, back huh? on your Crystal Palace thing.
0: That's it's the night first night. dining reservation,
2: right? Get the last uh, one. Get The last one.
0: Get the last one? the last one.
2: Yes, yeah, get the last one
0: yeah. at night.
2: Mm-hmm. Wait. I've done Crystal Prowse for breakfast, and it was just kind of like, I don't know. That was actually probably one of the most well, park fair was probably the most sketchy to me. I, okay. I kind of thought to myself, boy, this is like not worth it. Yeah. So I there you know go. Is, I don't know <laughs> if this is going to
1: stay in the podcast or not. I, Cut it out, Mark. Just cut it out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're
0: fine. Keep it in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Randy, you're up.
0: No, I already went. Let's, let's to go, Charity. Oh. Tiffany.
5: It's me. Okay. Um, okay. So I, um, per usual, have two, not one, because I can't choose a favorite child. And I also can't choose a favorite breakfast destination. So my first one that I want to choose is a character meal. And it's going to be Trattoria Al Forno for the Bon Voyage Breakfast. Um, I love this breakfast, character breakfast. Um, I think the characters, which are Ariel and Prince Eric and um, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider are so good. They're so interactive. And um, I just feel like you really get a great experience there um, as far as the characters go. And then again, the food is very, to me, it's very different from the basic uh, breakfast fare. Now you can get some of your old standbys, your omelets and such, but like you can get some big breakfast calzones and um, just some really creative breakfast options. Um, They do bring you the little pastries at the table, which uh, yeah, here you go, Rusty. This is a good way to save money too, is you can bring some Ziploc baggies. Throw a couple of those in for later. And then and then you just are like, oh, can we get some more pastries? Yes. And then you eat those. Um, so that's one thought. Um, overall, I love it. I like the location because, you know, of course, if that's your Epcot day, you're you're right there at the back entrance. So you're ready to go. And typically, I'm just going to say typically, Epcot tends to open a little bit later. So you don't have to necessarily feel rushed about your meal. So that's going to be my first pick, which is characters. And my second pick, this will not shock anyone on this podcast, but it's going to be my favorite Chef Art Smith Homecoming. I know you're surprised. Um, and this option, I feel like it's really good um, for anybody, but also for if you have teenagers that like to eat quantity and quality um every option everything I've had there and I've had a lot of things there is is just really good high quality the macaroni and cheese which you can get that for brunch um it's not on the menu but you request it is like stretchy like good long cheese um, but all you get the biscuits, you get the fried chicken you get all those things um, and Really and truly, Rusty, it's you won't be hungry, like you won't eat lunch. The day I had brunch there most recently, I did not have lunch and I did not have dinner. So it was like and I didn't even feel like I I ate that much. So that's going to be my pick. And again, I just also want to emphasize to our audience uh, the fact that, you know, doing a nice long brunch or breakfast is is a great option to do on your non-park day. Um, I, I hate to see people, you know, have a full day at Magic Kingdom and they try to cram in Jeff Mickey's and they get there, they get to Magic Kingdom after eating, they get there at like 11 o'clock and they miss, you know, some of the, some of the easy to ride stuff time. That's a technical term, by the way. So anyway, what I'm saying is, Try to plan wisely with your breakfast, and either choose to do a park that opens later, or do it on your non-park day, and then hit up your resort pool. Um, but those are those are my picks.
0: I think that is excellent, Stephanie. Agree with all of that. Um, bon Voyage breakfast is a you know fairly unique. It's a slightly different version of American breakfast. It's great. And I also agree with, hey, on your non-park day, sleep in a little, schedule you a 10 o'clock breakfast, make it a destination breakfast. Maybe you're not staying at a monorail resort, but maybe book it at a monorail re, you know, resort, something like that. I think uh, you can have a lot of fun with breakfast on your non-park day.
2: I'm going to say this here. I, I appreciate uh, that Stephanie has found a new use for her Ziploc bag that she likes to take with her to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> you get a little few extra, you know, things at like breakfast here, stuffing in. The end, there we go. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs>
1: hey, if, oh, listen. Hey, if I can take shampoo and soap, Stephanie can take croissants. <laughs> that's true. Right, All right, that's right. So, listen. Here's the deal. I thought Stephanie made an excellent point. I was one of those people that made the mistake of scheduling my Chef Mickey's on the day that we're going to Magic Kingdom several times. And I always regretted it. And I think that's an obvious rookie mistake that a lot of people uh, make when they go to Walt Disney World because you're like, well, it's right on the monorail. Let's go over there. And even if you schedule your breakfast at like 830 or 9, you're not getting there when park opens and you miss out on a lot of that really good prime ride time. So here's my advice. The first restaurant I was going to say, the characters have not come back to it yet. But I was going to say Cape May. And the reason I was going to say Cape May is first, it was a more affordable option than some of the other character breakfasts. Two, it's hard to screw up breakfast. Breakfast is breakfast. It's a good breakfast. It was good. And you got Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, and Donald Duck. And it was just, you got some of the big five there. And let's mention that it was located
0: at, at a beach club.
1: Yeah. And I was going to say it is located kind of out of the way. And it does sometimes smell like the seafood buffet that is there um, at night, but it's a good location uh, or it's a good alternative to chef Mickey's. If the characters come back now, my other choices were the Kona cafe, which has not been said yet because mainly there's one item there. That's kind of a, some would say overrated item at Disney world. I would not. But the Tonga Toast is an, is one of the Disney signature foods, and you can find it at the Polynesian there. And so uh, you can go to Kona Cafe for that. So those were the two that I was going to mention. I actually had a third, but my uh, youngest child came in and totally distracted me through that entire speech that I did. Randy, you had a question.
0: Well, I was just going to say, at, at, we went to Kona Cafe recently. Uh, the Tonga Toast was fantastic the strawberry compote pancakes were also fantastic but there wasn't a whole lot of options for breakfast like there was those two those two fantastic things and maybe there was scrambled eggs but there weren't like a whole lot of options for breakfast not like a buffet is gonna have Stephanie. for for newbies
5: um Just take advantage of what's at your own resort. Um, I think early on when I was going, I did not do that. And now I take full advantage. Um, So dependent upon whatever resort you're staying at, um, like for instance, the Contemporary, you have the Wave, which is a great restaurant that not many people know about um, at the Grand Floridian You have the Grand Flow Cafe, which has a fabulous breakfast and brunch. Um, And of course, those are deluxe options, but you've also got some options for the moderate hotels or resorts as well. But, um, you know, take full advantage of where you're staying, because I really feel like the resort is part of the entire vacation experience. Um, And I think that sometimes in the past, I've made mistakes of not eating in my resort. So I would encourage you um that will also save you some time cuz you're right there, you know, you don't have the travel time. So I just wanted to throw that out there too for our listeners that might, you know, be new to Disney.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's a really good point, Stephanie, and like some of my happier memories are taking a day like that and going to breakfast at my resort and then just lazily going over to the pool that day and just taking it easy. Another uh Another restaurant I was going to suggest that's a sleeper is Trails End, which is located at Fort Wilderness. And like I said before, it's breakfast. It's, you know, they're not going to mess it up, but it's a really cool place. And if you haven't seen Fort Wilderness, it's a pain to get to, of course. But especially if you're staying at Fort Wilderness, check out Trails End out at the back. And you can jump on the boat over to Magic Kingdom afterwards, if you so please. All right, Charity.
3: Yeah, and so I just wanted to throw out one more piece of uh, useless information um, as Stephanie put it. So, you know, even if you're not a first thing in the morning person or um, if, for example, you don't want to lose that very, very efficient uh, first in the morning time at the parks, uh, take advantage of the fact that Disney breakfasts, can last the whole way through lunchtime. So uh, we've got Topolino's breakfast reservations the whole way out till 11.55 or 12 o'clock. Chef Mickey's has breakfast reservations that go the whole way till 12.30. So um, another opportunity for you to, you know, have one of those big meals, get to have a character meal, for example, you know, at one of those restaurants that might not have it for dinner and get to still experience your morning in the park. So if you do, for example, have a day at the Magic Kingdom, instead of doing an early breakfast at Chef Mickey's and missing out on that early morning time with the short cues, um, instead go into the park, hit it first thing in the morning and then, you know, schedule one of those lunchtime breakfasts uh, at about noon and get out of the park when it's starting to get, you know the most hot and when it's getting the most crowded. And take advantage of that time to get out of the park and and go enjoy a nice meal then.
0: Well, another great tip for when to time your breakfast, when to have your breakfast. We've done a lot where it was uh, we did Ohana for breakfast on our last day before we leave. And so that's really fun. Because, you know, you book the restaurant for 1045, you got to be out of your room by 11 anyway. So you go ahead and pack up, you leave all your bags with the concierge, you go out to breakfast, you're back at your hotel by 1230 and you're heading off your flight. So we've done that several times where we ended our trip with an Ohana breakfast, especially when we couldn't get Ohana dinner. It was a fun way to to participate in Ohana and uh, their breakfast is also uh, fantastic! It it serves an honorable mention uh, here on the podcast, Stephanie.
5: Yeah. So one other thing, bouncing off what Charity said, is if you can make that last breakfast reservation, which is usually ten forty five or so, then you can be there at certain restaurants that are buffets. Which right now they're not having buffets, but when they bring those back, like Shoes is one that I've done and you can get the full breakfast buffet and then they flip it while you're still there. And then they change. And so they have a whole lunch option. Now I'm not a competitive eater at all. Um, I know this surprises you, but um, some people in my family are aspiring competitive eaters and they would love the opportunity to have like full out buffet breakfast. And then like 10 minutes later, it's different. It's lunch. So anyway, that's just another little hack. If you can do that, that's kind of a fun way to have a we, double dip.
1: I have done that at multiple places and it's not by design. It's just by accident. We have, we've been to, uh, you know, 1900 park fair before, and they've done that. We've done it at, uh, at garden grill. No, not garden grill. Why did I say garden Grill? crystal palace. We've done it at a, uh, what's the one that I can't stand in the in Hollywood sign. Yeah, Hollywood and Vine. You knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> we've, we've done, done it, it there, there too. too, and uh, and yes, Stephanie, you do have a couple of competitive eaters in your family. It's Tyler and and Robbie. I have seen them eat. It's pretty impressive. So, <laughs> anyways, all right. Anyone else with comment today? I think we've covered some really good breakfast uh, restaurants, and we've gotten some good options for you if you're planning a trip to Disney. Rusty, have we convinced you to maybe try one of the sit down options here at Disney World property?
2: I'll try. I mean, we go to them occasionally. It's just not every trip. Uh, Surprisingly, the one that probably I think I'd be more out to go to is uh, Olivia's at Key West.
1: Huh. That is surprising. Explain more about that
2: i just i don't know mark did a good job of describing it i think that it's kind of unique and be honest with you, mark i think i would just enjoy looking at the pictures i know that sounds kind of crazy yeah. uh but i am one of those people who that would probably find that entertaining yeah. to walk through especially I, if you're going I, back 20 30 years that would be kind of an entertaining a glimpse into what the parks look like what people were dressed like and i don't know i think i find that pretty
1: interesting it
4: it's a time machine in there and i have more than one on one occasion uh Stood probably too close to somebody eating, staring over their table, looking at photos, you know, behind them. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's amazing to see how many uh, photos there are and how old they are. And, and it's all DVC members that have, have uh, turned those in. But it's yeah, it's like a it's like a time machine in a trip down down history uh, memory lane.
1: All right. So we've given you several good options Uh just anyone does anybody have like what what is the one you would go to? Did is there one you focused in on? I know we kind of gave our favorites, but I think we stepped on each other's favorites. Is there one that you that you would say is your absolute favorite, Stephanie?
5: Yeah, okay. So when we discussed pre-show, I wanted to do Tobolinos, uh, because that's another one of my favorites. Um, and it we didn't even mention about that resort or about that restaurant is that it's on the top floor. And I really feel like that view rivals um, California Grill. Um, You can go out on that terrace and it's amazing up there to take pictures and see, oh, look over there, you can see Tower of Terror. And over there, you can see this, you know, you can see so many things. So I feel like that's kind of a bonus and also, like, you, you didn't mention, Charity, and I know you probably just didn't get to this, but that they do a whole little character parade with this, like, Italian music. And each character, which there's Daisy, Donald, um, Mickey, and Minnie that do the parade, it is just adorable. And I think, too, they do a really, really good job right now of posing for the pictures Um, because right now they don't go table to table, but they do a really good job of getting in position and posing for your selfies, so I, that would be another one of my picks, um, because I just think overall it wins points for everything, food, characters, ambiance, the whole restaurant is fantastic.
3: Yeah, and, and, having done chef Mickey's breakfast and Topolino's breakfast within like two days, this last trip, um, the, you know, of course there's a big difference with the food. There's a big difference with the ambiance, but the character interaction and the character photos, it was a huge difference. It, um, it, it really is a totally different experience of Topolino's. Versus eating at Chef Mickey's and it's busy and it's loud. And um, yeah, all of your pictures end up having other guests behind the characters in your pictures. And I feel like at Topolinos, the characters have kind of figured out, you know, where they need to stand so that you're not taking a picture of them with all the other guests. You can have a shot where you get a picture of the character You know, maybe in front of a wall or an opening or something, where uh, you're not necessarily just getting a whole bunch of pictures of other families.
1: Okay, couple of breakfast restaurants that I'm kind of surprised we didn't mention Tusker House. I was a little surprised nobody said Tusker House. That's one that I thought was kind of kind of strange. And 1900 Park Fair. I thought somebody might mention that. There are a lot of great options, obviously, at Disney World. We just gave you some some of our favorites. Topolinos. I might have to go there. I haven't been there. If Stephanie and Charity say it's all right, then I know it's all right. So I'm looking forward to it. And anyone else with one last comment? One last try? Nope. All right. Well, I hope we've given you some great breakfast suggestions. You're never too old to wish upon a star.